0: But joining me now is Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire. He recently released the documentary and book, What is a Woman?, that we were just talking about. But I want to talk about another controversial male-female topic while we're at it. Matt, some years ago, you wrote two blogs that really stood out to me, one talking about how a husband shouldn't have to earn his wife's respect, and the other was titled, The Most Effective Way to Destroy Your Husband, Ruin Your Marriage, and Encourage Infidelity. Both of these blogs focused on the fundamental idea, the primordial idea within marriage of respect. And I wanna start a little bit with your story because it did fascinate me when you talked about how part of respect is respecting you know, a husband as a leader within the home. And you talked about how when you got married, you didn't know what you were doing necessarily to lead the home and how your wife provided that space and respect to help you figure that out, but to encourage you and embolden you in that new role within your family. Can you talk a little bit about how this inspired you and what inspired you to write about this and talk about it?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's some definitely some, uh, some deep cuts there from the, from the old blog days. Uh, but that's something that, look, I've, um, it's, it's, I've always written about and talked about, and it goes to marriage and family. And uh, something that I, that I notice is a mistake that we can, all, we can all tend to make and that I think is unfortunately encouraged in society is to like go into a marriage and it's this very mercenary sort of approach to marriage where you're thinking about what, what can I get out of it? Uh, what am I owed? And so then the, the attitude is that, well, the wife goes into the marriage, she doesn't owe, you don't owe your husband anything. You certainly don't owe him respect. He has to, he has to earn that from you. And then the husband, of course, is told the same thing and believes the same thing. That you know, my, my wife has to earn my respect and my love. And uh, the problem with that many problems with it, one of them is that when you stand at the altar, as most people still do when they get married anyway, you are pledging certain things. You're vowing certain things. You're vowing your love and your respect and your fidelity and your loyalty and all of that, your devotion you're pledging that. So, so in fact, you already owe that to your spouse just by the nature of the fact that you made that vow and that vow means something. Um, and, uh, and it means something every day of your marriage never wears off. And then the other problem also is that, you know, if you go into it with that approach, I think it, it creates animosity and it's, it's very belittling. Um, and so that can be especially the case for a man. I think the, the worst thing, that a man can feel in a marriage is that he's not respected, that he doesn't have respect. And uh, I know maybe there are some women who believe, and they've been, again, encouraged to believe this from society, that, well, if you withhold respect from the man, then that will, uh, you know, then you're like training him, like it's some sort of dog to, uh, to earn the respect because you've withheld it. But it doesn't actually work that way. When you When you tear someone down and you belittle them, well, that just makes them, you know, feel, um, feel sort of attacked, feel, feel lesser, feel like a lesser man. And then the, the, the more they feel that way, the more resentment they feel, and then they're behaving in ways that are even less respectable. And it just becomes this vicious cycle. Um, and uh, it, it never leads anywhere good, which is why mm-hmm. you go into it, giving to your spouse what you owe them rather than thinking about, you know, what they owe you.
0: And I think disrespect is so second nature within male-female dynamics today. I think it's rarely modeled. And this is why, you know, all these years, these two blocks have always stood out to me, Matt. I referred to them many times, linked to them, because I know they had a huge influence on me before I ever got married, because I saw how that dynamic was so easy within a dating relationship and even worse within the context of marriage. And yes, you should be earning things within the context of dating. In a certain respect, that's a whole other conversation. You know, you are learning trust and respect and honor and all of these different things. Uh, But you point to something that's so important and that is we would be outraged if as a culture we said that a wife should have to earn her husband's love uh, but we're so offended as a culture um, to say or we're not offended as a culture to say a man should have to um, prove his and earn his respect from his wife. It's such a I think, double-edged sword in our culture, and it's a hypocritical, yet that's what's modeled in TV, and I would argue in the majority of relationships today.
1: Yeah, I think so. And this goes back, uh, you know, there's the old sitcom dad trope, it goes back to the 90s of of the dumb, overweight oaf of the husband with the kind of sassy, beautiful wife who has no respect for him, and, you know, all the... All the humor comes from what an idiot he is, and all that, and she's constantly cutting him down. And you find that in commercials and everything. And uh, I think that that maybe sitcoms themselves, with the laugh tracks and everything, aren't as popular as they used to be. But that trope, that kind of idea, hasn't really gone away. It just manifests itself in different ways. Um, but it also kind of the other thing is that is that many people in uh, my generation, anyway, we grew up watching this kind of thing in media.
0: And then you end up uh, mm-hmm.
1: emulating it, and also, mm-hmm. also, it just it, it it gives you the idea that it's okay to treat people that way. The other thing that I would mention too is that after you know, after having been married now for uh, almost eleven years, and I have four kids, and um, learning learning more also from marriage, and one one thing that I've I don't know if I'd say I'd, I've learned this necessarily because it, it seemed obvious going in, but I've, I've had it, um, you know, I've lived it now, and, and and one of the most important things in a marriage is uh, appreciation. Like I think that when marriages fall apart, and you listen to uh, divorced, you know, d- divorced couples and and going through a divorce, uh, that's you're always going to hear the story of how they don't feel appreciated. Neither of them felt appreciated by the other. It's just the same story over and over and over again, and uh, that that plays into the respect thing as well. Um, I think men and women look for appreciation in different ways, but you have to bring that into the marriage. You always have to keep in mind that you have to appreciate your spouse and show that you appreciate them uh, because if you don't, then again, it breeds resentment and you get back to that self-perpetuating vicious cycle.
0: I would like to hear a little bit of your experience when you first got married. You said, my wife treated me as a leader in the ho- home long before I had any idea what it meant to lead or how to do it. What was that like for you? Because I think that you know a lot of women love to – you usur- usurp the god-given role of leadership that we understand within the context of catholic christian marriage and for you to say you know this is something that your wife left you the space to figure out how did that help and how did it maybe get difficult perhaps as well
1: yeah i think from from the very beginning she kind of uh made it clear that that's you know that's the role that she she wanted me to play and uh she did give me the space to kind of figure that out because the thing is when you, when you first get married, you know, you can read about it and think about it and talk about it, but uh, it's a different thing when you actually get married. And so no one is ever exactly ready in the sense that we think of it today. That's another problem where we kind of, we see the, the, the age of first marriage and having kids, it goes, it gets later and later and later. And I think now for, uh, for men, it's like 30 or 31 almost. Uh, for first marriage and for women, it's like twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, something like that, and because people mm-hmm. are just waiting around for this moment when they are allegedly going to be ready to dive into it. But then you figure out that no matter when you first get married, you have to, you know, you're you're going to have that first day. It doesn't matter really how old you are; you're still going to be unprepared in so many ways for so much of what you're going to encounter. Um, which is why it's so important to have those vows to begin with that you both respect and honor, and to have that you know, that pledge of fealty and loyalty and then to give each other space to figure out what, you know, how to fulfill their end of the bargain and, uh, and their role. And my wife did that with me and kind of, uh, I always felt lifted up, you know, in that way. And, um, I always felt like she respected me and knew that I had the capacity to lead a family and then sort of expected me to play that role. And, um, and that's, you know, that that was incredibly important.
0: And you just mentioned, I think, something that's so important, that is expectations. I think often we have false expectations or expectations we enter into marriage just expecting that people will automatically break. But when people know that, that you don't actually expect something from them, well, it doesn't necessarily give them the opportunity to rise to the occasion.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, if you, and that's, and that's you know, going into marriage with expectations, that's, that's part of it. Uh, I also think that it's really important for women, at least it certainly was for me. um, I always felt like my wife was sort of cheering me on, you know, cheering for my success and was there supporting me. And uh, you think that that's automatic, you know, in a marriage, but it's not necessarily. Um, Mm -hmm. But you want to feel like your spouse is, is kind of, it sounds like a cliche or corny or something, but it's true that... You want to feel like your spouse is your number one fan. And I think it's especially important for men to feel that way, um, to have that kind of support. And uh, I always felt like that as well. And that's, again, you know, crucially important.
0: I'm someone who's very competitive when it comes to games and whatnot. And I don't think this is second nature. Sometimes it's even hard, let's say, if you're on the same sports team to work together on a team. So you can't even argue that you're just on the same team, but that you're you're working together, that you're, che- like you said, literally cheering the other person on. That's not second nature. And I think many spouses spend a long time uh, competing against one another.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, well, I'll admit that my wife and I, we play board games all the time, and we do get very competitive in board games. So that's the one area where we're, where we're trying to one up each other. But uh, there, there's a there's a place that's a thing. That's, that's why it's maybe good maybe to play board games or some kind of have some kind of game that you play with your spouse. So you have you have a you have an avenue for that competitiveness if you need to get that out of your system because we're, we're both competitive people by nature. But then there are competitiveness in a marriage can be extremely destructive uh, outside of actual games. And especially when you add kids and everything into the mix, um, even things like, you know, once you start having, a, a, we start having kids and their responsibilities around the house. And that's when you start keeping score about, well, I did this. And, uh, you know, I was up with the, the baby at night doing this, and I did this around the house and you haven't done that. And you get this like score board in mind and you're constantly checking the scoreboard to see who's ahead. Um, it could be—you be, can lapse into that very easily in a marriage, um, and that's you know another thing you have to be really careful about.
0: Okay, final thought here. I would like to hear your thoughts. So you're married within the Catholic Church, you're Catholic, what, especially in dealing with a lot of these male-female issues. Why would you argue in the midst of everything you see in the culture, the confusion about gender, male-female dynamics, why is getting married in the Catholic Church so important?
1: Well, because the Catholic Church, you know, first of all, the Catholic Church has, uh, <laughs> there are so many reasons, it's hard to even boil it down. Um, one thing I will say is that the Catholic Church has a a vision of marriage. Like the Catholic Church knows what marriage is. Uh, you go through pre-Cana in the, in the Catholic Church, and uh, they they you'll understand through the Church what the purpose of marriage is, why you're doing this. And I'm not sure that you can find that, in fact, I'm quite sure that you cannot find that anywhere else in the culture. I mean, marriage exists, especially from a secular standpoint. You know, you talk to secular people, they, they b- believe, quote-unquote, in marriage. But if you ask them, well, what, why do it? I mean, what really is the point of actually getting married? And uh, they'll have a lot of, you know, broad kind of statements about, oh, well, you love each other. Yeah, but why, why devote yourselves to each other in this thing, that we, in this institution that we call marriage? Um, The Catholic Church has an answer for that, and uh, I'm not aware of anyone else that, that does have the answer.